The Tigers send Javon Pickett out on a high note, plus Robin Pinchton gives her explanation that I'm not quite buying for Asia Blackwell's limited minutes this past week and also some Missouri football news as well right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And I don't know about you, but it was just refreshing, at least from my perspective. Maybe it was just me getting caught up in the emotion of senior day, but at least for one afternoon, to me, none of the noise about Conzo Martin really mattered. It was just a basketball game that the fans in attendance, you could tell they really wanted it for Missouri and for Javon Pickett in particular, especially when it was 51-all at the under-12-minute mark. You know, I just really realized it wasn't the biggest crowd of the season, of course. Haven't been a lot of big crowds this season, but you know what? People were into it, and I think a big reason for that, at least from my perspective, I don't know, the emotion of senior day, that whole thing, it just all works. Seeing Javon come out with his parents, it it just, I don't know, I love it. What can I say? You feel like this kid you just got to know over the last four years just to see the finality of it all and, of course, to get a, a big victory for him and a guy obviously playing probably his best basketball here the last the last semester or so, so... Congrats to Pickett on what's probably a good career. Now, of course, technically, Javon could come back. There is talk that, oh, maybe he's 50-50, he could come back. You know, I could be completely wrong here. It just seems like, to me, this is probably it for Javon, at least at Missouri. I think if he takes one more year, it'll probably be somewhere else, especially with Conzo Martin's status up in the air. That could have a lot to do with it as well. But, again, regardless, nice to see Missouri get a win despite – Despite, wow, what a terrible start by the Tigers and a heck of a start for the Bulldogs. I believe they made their first 10 shots, if not 10 of the first 11 or so. And yeah, just a stunningly bad start offensively too. Just typical typical turnovers in the half court. Why, why Georgia just didn't trap us at the half court all game and really why all opponents don't do that to Missouri is, is really beyond my ability to comprehend because there's really not a big answer there. But fortunately, Boogie Coleman was able to settle down a bit in the second half and start playing a little bit more at his game. And certainly Georgia not a good team, especially defensively. But I also thought the Cook kid for – sorry, I don't have his first name right at my the tip of my tongue here, but, man, he was just dominating the ball way too much. That was a big-time problem for the Bulldogs, I thought. And, by the way, the Abdur Rahim kid, Sharif Abdur Rahim's son, once again, all these basketball players from the 90s that now have kids that are playing college basketball – Stop making me feel old. But, you know, most importantly, though, I thought, here's one thing I'll I'll nitpick a little bit. You guys know I love Trevin Brazil, right? Well, here I'll nitpick him a little bit and say that his one-on-one defense needs a little bit of work. If you get him in space, he can be exploited a little bit off the dribble. Having said that, I think it's a really, really great sign that his rebounding has really taken an uptick here over the last few games, especially on the defensive end of the floor. 
if he can help control the glass almost as well as he can protect the rim as a as a help side defender, a weak side defender, and, and of course he's such a good lob player too offensively, and he can knock down a, th- a three as he showed yesterday as well. We got something special in this kid, quite possibly. But again, somebody who is basically a guard that's still growing into his body now at six foot nine. It's just a really good sign to me that he's he's starting to crash the boards a little harder. Now, one thing that I will note that may only be interesting to me, quite honestly, but I'll say, let's not make too much of this, but one thing that was interesting to me is that Desiree Reed Francois, of course, Missouri's athletic director, well, she's often front and center. We see her face a lot at just about any major Missouri athletics event. Certainly, that was the case. You saw her sitting front row on the camera side of the court down in Nashville for Missouri's loss to Arkansas in the women's SEC basketball tournament. But of course you saw her yesterday with Javon Pickett, but then after that it wasn't as though you saw her sitting directly behind Conzo Martin or anything like that. In fact, it just so happened that she sat in the middle section, just four rows, literally exactly four rows right in front of myself, up in the yellow seats, the gold seats in the upper bowl. That's where I sit in that middle section. Well, that's where Desiree Reed-Francois found herself for at least the first eight minutes of the game or so. And I just thought it was interesting that, I don't know, she was just sitting by herself, taking the game in, obviously cheering a little bit. But it wasn't as though she was making a big public show of support for Conzo Martin. Again, let's not make too much of this, but just thought it was interesting that, to me, the vibe I was getting is, hey, that whole thing is still up in the air. And, well, that's the vibe you're getting from the Missouri beat as well. So, obviously, in a week or so, maybe two, we'll figure, we'll probably find something out if Conzo's coming back or not. And coming up, Robin Pinchton had her explanation for why Asia Blackwell's minutes were so limited in the Tigers' first-round loss to Arkansas down in Nashville. Also want to get to some football as well, including Tyler Beatty at the Combine. But first, I want to tell you about Stat Hero. And man, March Madness is such a great time of year. And honestly, occasionally, I actually cash in, win a bracket, do something good like that. But you know what? Some days, some years, we all just flame out, right? No matter how good you are at this kind of stuff. Well, I'm hedging my bets this year with Stat Heroes NCAA Pick'em Contest. You see, Stat Heroes NCAA Single Game Pick'em's pit the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid of fantasy and sports gambling take control back from those dreaded handicappers that always seem to have the edge. Am I right? So... Start focusing on the players you know best with gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or fun- or funky props. This is truly what fantasy was meant to be. So sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on. And your promo code's also locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on. Promo code locked on. Terms and conditions apply. And by Run Your Pool, and yes, of course, March Madness, just a couple weeks away. That means if you're doing a traditional pool or maybe just 
Maybe a different type of pool. Maybe you're into Survivor like I am. Well, guess what? Run your pool is the best way to go. Don't go with the usual. Go with the best, and that is run your pool. They have stuff that you won't find at ESPN or CBS. More intel, better intel, even better. So you know what? If you've got a business, too, by the way, run your pool can help take some of that madness magic and play alongside your employees or even gain customers well you know what also we clearly believe run your pool is the best way to go because that's how we're doing it locked on join us at runyourpool.com slash locked on and while you're there create your own pool for your family your friends your business whatever it might be enter pure madness at checkout for ten dollars off your custom pool that's runyourpool.com slash locked on for your chance to win a cash prize. Now, if you listen to my previous episode, you'll know that I was definitely critical of Robin Pinchton and her decision to limit Asia Blackwell to just 11 minutes in Missouri's loss to Arkansas. Well, to be fair to Coach Pinchton, obviously she's the head coach. She knows a lot more about the situation and her squad than I do. There's no doubt about that. And maybe there's more to Blackwell's situation than a simple possession charge. Again, I don't know. I'm not in that locker room. But to me, man, if she can play, then you just got to play her. If you're making the decision to play your best player, well, then play her, for God's sakes. But you know what? Here was here was Pinchton's, at least part of her explanation. She said, quote, I don't know if, if, if I think it's really fair to the other players to change something after not being with a team for seven days. That's a challenging call for a coach. And again, with all due respect to Coach Pinchton, I, I just have to really strongly disagree there. I don't think that's a challenging call. You know what was a challenging call? Michael Porter Jr. for for Conzo Martin. When MPJ came back at the very end, not even at the end of the regular season, at the very beginning of the postseason, he plays one game against Texas A&M, we go out and we lose. And then, of course, one game of March Madness against Florida State, well, we go out and lose that game too. That was a guy who had, for all intents and purposes, not played the entire season. But he's such a talent, well, obviously you want to have him in. That was a challenge in order to figure out how to best use that guy. That's not the situation with Asia Blackwell. Asia Blackwell has been on this team the entire season. And yes, while she happened to miss the South Carolina game, I believe with COVID protocols, yeah, okay, you won that game without her. That's that's a coincidence, folks. You're not better off without Asia Blackwell, number one. And number two, I'm sorry, that explanation just doesn't make a lot of sense. So you practiced for a week without Asia Blackwell, and suddenly, oh, the whole team has just changed. I'm sorry, I think that's that's ridiculous. And also, it also allowed for the other team, Arkansas, to focus a lot more of their attention on gals like Haley Frank and Lauren Hansen instead of Asia. And again, in just 11 minutes, Asia gets eight rebounds. That alone was making a huge difference in the ball game. So to me, that, that explanation just didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But perhaps you want to disagree with me. But you know what? Let's move on to football here a little bit. This is going to be a quick edition of Locked on Mizzou, a special weekend edition. But I do want to talk football here just a little bit. A little bit surprisingly to me, 
Still no word on what Jaden Daniels is doing, the Arizona State quarterback for the last three seasons who's entered his name into the transfer portal. We know he visited Columbia. We know he was on campus about a week ago now. Well, at this point, even if he come, even if he says right now, as I'm recording this podcast, hey, I'm going to Missouri, well, you're looking at maybe half of the spring at best. To me, I don't know. You either got to be in or you got to be out. At this point, again, if we're going to ding Sam Horn for not being here for spring practice because he's playing high school baseball still, well, it has to affect Jaden Daniels a little bit too, despite the fact that obviously he has experience and quite a bit of experience at the major college football level. But to me, again, this just gives me more reason to stick with my initial gut reaction which was hey I'd kind of like to see Brady Cook get this job well after I've done more homework I still think we should stick with Brady Cook more likely than not and the longer this drags out the longer it goes that Jaden Daniels isn't on campus at Missouri the more I'm leaning toward Brady Cook that's just me now also speaking of the transfer portal for a long time Speaking of a guy who we thought was going to be on campus, a guy who had enrolled in classes at Missouri, in fact, well, Marquise Robinson, defensive lineman, Auburn. At this point, it's looking real unlikely he's going to come to Missouri. He's still at Auburn. I don't know what's, I really don't know what's up with Marquise, but at this point, all the, the reporting is that it's not looking likely. And I think we could probably figure that out, right? If he's not actually taking classes at this point, well, how in the world is he going to be eligible, and how do we even know that he wants to be here? So a really sort of bizarre thing there to me, but it looks like the Marquise Robinson saga is going to come to kind of an anticlimactic ending if you're a Missouri fan. But one final note, by the way, Tyler Beatty with an official 4.45 40-yard dash at the NFL Combine and I've got to say, that's a pretty good number for Tyler. If he's not a fourth or fifth round pick, I think somebody's making a mistake. Maybe you could even get into the third round. I think fifth round at worst for Beatty to me. Anything worse than that, I think the NFL's making a huge mistake if they just think, well, he's a little bit shorter than, than we'd like, ideally. That's a dumb reason to not take a guy who, to me, could be a really, really solid player for a long time. Kind of reminds me of a slightly shorter Jarek McKinnon of the Kansas City Chiefs a little bit. So you know what? Let's call it a day on this edition of Locked on Mizzou. Thank you all for joining me, as always. Just wanted to get you a quick podcast here on Sunday since I promised you five last week. Fell just one episode short, so I figured let's get some bonus content for all of you, my loyal listeners, and all you new listeners as well. Thanks for telling a friend. Thanks for making us your first listen. Appreciate you all very, very much. So until next time, I am John Miller, and this has been Locked on Mizzou.